And this psalm is for the director of music, for Jejuthun, a psalm of David. Truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I shall never be shaken. How long will you assault me? Would all of you throw me down? This leaning wall, this tottering fence. Surely they intend to topple me from my lofty place. They take delight in lies. With their mouths they bless, but in their hearts they curse. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. My salvation and my honour depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Surely the lowborn are but a breath, the highborn are but a lie. If weighed on a balance, they are nothing. Together they are only a breath. Do not trust in extortion or put vain hope in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. One thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. Power belongs to you, God, and with you, Lord, is unfailing love. And you reward everyone according to what they have done. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. To you, church. For those who don't know me, uh, my name is Emmanuel Bakey, curate here. A song for the season is the theme for our current series. Our focus today will be Psalm 62, which was beautifully read to us just moments ago. Please do keep your Bibles open to the psalm as we consider it. As a young man, David was the hero of Israel. Why not? He killed Goliath. There were parades. People shouting his praises. Sadly, David's life also changed because his victory marked the beginning of troubling times. The question for us today, really, is what did he do with those challenges? Let us pray. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord. Amen. This psalm teaches us that in threatening times, you can be at peace if God alone is your salvation and refuge. When David wrote this psalm, he
he was facing a a life-threatening situation. So, what was that threat, you may ask? His enemies had determined to do evil to him with sustained and prolonged aggression, not only to strip him of the throne, but to kill him. Not surprising, David cries out, How long will you assault me? Verse 3. Spreading falsehood to weaken his position. They described him as a weakened wall that will fall with minimum force. To give you some background to the psalm, some think that David wrote it in the context of Absalom's rebellion. Who was Absalom, you may ask? Absalom was the third son of King David. He was handsome. We were told his hair was so long. But he was also manipulative and very ambitious. He conspired with others, including David's trusted counselor, Ahithophel, to lead a rebellion against his father. The conspirators had one thing in common. Eliminate David. Just get rid of him. We may not have someone plotting to kill us, but as long as we have breath in our nostrils and we live in a broken and sinful world, there will be times when we are let down by some people. A a jealous colleague who undermines you or a friend you have confided in, who then tells the world your conversation in secret? What about, what would you say about that woman or man who taught their marriage is the best in the world, but then discovers the spouse had been cheating on them? Or a spouse wakes up one day and walks out on them saying, The marriage is over. The threat may not come from people, but you and I know that the pandemic, like the one we are still trying to sort out at the moment, has been life-threatening. For some, life had been squeezed out of them. And some are living with the long-term consequences of their infection. We are not promised in the Bible that this won't happen. But when you are under attack, make God alone your salvation and refuge. Verse 1 to 2. David begins this psalm with a calm waiting on God saying, truly, my soul finds rest in God, verse 1. The adverb, truly, was used in verses 1, 
2 and 6, and surely was used in verse 4 and 9. Both denote amen, or so be it, a concluded matter. David has found rest, having submitted to God, just as we saw in the case of Job, whom we studied some weeks ago. Submission is the key to experiencing God's peace when you are under attack. David says, my salvation comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never, never be shaken. Verse 1b to 2. David, of course, we know, was delivered from his enemies. But the Bible, but in the Bible we know God is the only source of our salvation from sin and judgment. We may not be in physical danger like David was, but spiritually, we were born into darkness and were in danger of eternal separation from God if we died in that condition. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 reminds us that as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. This is a universal thing. It's not me saying it. It's universal. The scripture confirms it. But this changed when by grace we were saved through the gift of faith in Christ. If God alone is our salvation from eternal death, then we can take refuge in him from less threatening trials. If God is for us, who can be against us? Romans 8.31 If you know God as the only source of your salvation from sin, then when troubles come, submit to his sovereign will. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due season. 1 Peter 5.6 Trust God alone for your salvation and refuge from threatening problems. And if God is the only source of your salvation, you can rest secure in him. Verses 5 to 7 is a refrain of verses 1 to 2 to re-emphasize the truth that David remains unshaken by severe trials. The phrase, my rock, my mighty rock, my fortress, my hope, my salvation, my refuge, reflects his unshakable confidence in God's protection. David speaks the word to himself, urging his soul to find rest in God, verse 5 as if he was responding to that psalm 
that verse in Psalm 43, verse 5, that says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. If you ruminate over your trials, you could get into a hole where your worries are intensified and all you begin to see is darkness. Instead, you should remind yourself of God, who God is, what God is, and what God has done in the past. And trust him who takes away your fear because God is your refuge. David knew God personally as his hope. If you want God's peace during severe trials, which I hope we all do, we must know God personally and remind of ourselves of who he is. We come to know God only through Christ and through the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Have you received Christ as your Lord and Savior? Not only did David show us how to be sick, to, 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 to hope in God, he also uses his peace through trial to encourage others to trust God, to trust in God alone for their refuge. Verse 8. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. God invites, David invites us in our trials to trust God and pour our hearts to him, meaning to unburden ourselves in prayer where we empty our anxieties, pain, and confusion to God. We are encouraged in the New Testament by Peter to cast all our anxiety on him because he cares for you. 1 Peter 5, 7. Many of you may have experienced how difficult it is to get to the place of peace and to remain there because your mind plays on you. Because we are prone to bottling up our emotions, it is important to admit we are struggling and turn to and turn them over to God. For your hope is rooted in him. If you have prayed and still find you are struggling emotionally and mentally, please do get some medical help. It is not wrong to do so. As David encourages us to trust in God, he also wants us not to trust in men, in crime, or in riches, but rather trust in the God of power and love. When David's focus was on his enemies, he was like a leaning wall. But in relation to the powerful and loving God, his enemies became lighter than breath. Verse 9. Surely, 
the low born are but a breath, the high born are but a lie. If weighed on a balance, they are nothing. Together, they are only a breath. Men of low born are thugs who can knock off your enemies, and men of high born are men of influence or power. But don't trust in these men, because if you do, you are putting your trust in thin air. Don't trust either in oppression. Don't hope vainly on robbery. Even if you gain riches through legitimate means, do not set your heart upon them. Verse 10b. Don't trust in alcohol or drugs or pleasure as means of solving your problems. They do not help you distress, but rather trust in Jesus who was born in a sheep pen, died a shameful death for us, and is today exalted above all. From lowborn to highborn, and that is the journey he makes, he, he, he takes us through. We who were no, in, not, who, who, we who were in the past not a people, he has now made the sons and daughters of God. Trust in the God of power and love, knowing he will render justice to all. One, one thing God has spoken Two things I have heard. Power belongs to who? To God. And with you, Lord, is unfailing love. Once, twice, language is a poetic Hebrew device to drive home the point. Make sure you hear twice God's, God's answer for how to deal with threatening problems. First, God is powerful. Two, God is loving. Satan always attacks either or both of these truths. When we face trials, he tempts you with the thought that if God is all-powerful, he could have prevented this, these trials. So he must not love you. Let us by faith affirm both God's power and his love, and trust God to work things out in our lives. Having peace and rest in trials is the best outcome you can pray for. If things don't work out as we hoped they would, we must not lose heart. Because in Hebrews chapter 11, we read of remarkable breakthroughs. While some women received their dead back to life, others were tortured, refusing to be released. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning, destitute, persecuted, mistreated, Cause martyred. Hebrews 11, 35 to 38. 38. 
David couldn't find peace or security in his kinship, his friends, or his family. He learned he couldn't find rest in anyone, anything, or even in himself. When your trust is in God, his peace comes to you in threatening times. Let us pray.